Hey everyone, welcome to Unrefined Women. I'm your podcast host, Margaret. And I am your other host, Agnes. Unrefined Women is an ongoing dialogue between two sisters on the topics of spirituality, religious trauma, mental health, family dynamics, and feminism. So today we actually have one of our TikTok friends joining us. I think I've mentioned this several times on our podcast, what an amazing community TikTok is. We've gotten connected with so many cool folks, other people deconstructing from religion, people on their mental health journeys, other folks with small businesses and podcasts with similar content that we have. So today we are joined by Jeremiah, who is a dad of three, originally from Nebraska, but now in North Dakota. He grew up in evangelicalism, worked in Christian radio for 12 years, and recently went through a divorce. Yet he and his children's mother are continuing as friends, co-parenting, and roommates. Jeremiah's divorce sent him on his journey of self-discovery and growth on top of his already in motion deconstruction from faith. I feel like my favorite thing about this episode was seeing the way that Jeremiah kind of laid out and unfolded the things that he was processing, because you can tell that um, this is something that he's been processing for a really long time, Um, not only leaving the religion, but also um, going through his divorce and being able to create a community or a safe and open environment for his children. Um, but throughout this episode, you can just see with the way that he was speaking, um, this is something that he is going through every day. And it's, it's honestly beautiful to see how many realizations all of us had throughout this episode. I really love too, because so many people are going through deconstruction and leaving organized religion and processing the trauma they experience. But not only is he doing that himself, he's also leading his children through that. And he talked about that, what that was like to basically raise his children growing up, going to church, doing all the things, and then to start slowly phasing that out and changing the conversations they were having. Um, Yeah, so he's really like leading his family through this, and I think it's so powerful. And one of the things that really drew me to Jeremiah initially when he and I got connected on TikTok is just his incredible ability to be able to hold paradoxal points of view and have really um, deep and complex conversations. And he's able to hold that space of nuance and recognize that multiple things can be true at the same time. And I just really, really love how he's able to work through the complexity of the trauma that it, that comes up when you are within a cult sector of organized religion, and then you're coming out of that. Jeremiah, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. I know we've actually we've had you on our list for like a few weeks. No, probably like a few months to yeah. come on the podcast. And I know you're friends with Chris, uppercase named, who we mm-hmm. had on a few weeks back. So I'm excited we were able to actually record this. Yeah. Very exciting. And just I, for anyone that doesn't know, Jeremiah has been like one of our number one supporters since the beginning. <laughs> I he- <laughs> You're always sending us such kind messages and just really like, honestly, I feel like that, like a lot of your messages are very like motivating for us and just like knowing that we're not just speaking to nothing. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was introduced to your podcast when I saw the viral TikTok uh, uh, from your page 
I checked today. I think it has over 180,000 views now uh, of the Parks oh, gosh, and Rec yeah. audio. So um, I was like, whoa, like I am totally in this side of TikTok and um, deconstruction and all these things that they're talking about. And it's a podcast and I love podcasts, so I'll check it out and uh, got to connect with you guys, too. So very exciting. Yeah, awesome. TikTok has just been such a cool place to meet people. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so cool like having people reach out and connect and like that are, you know, that are on the same side of TikTok, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I, I'm not just talking to myself. I'm not like <laughs> all alone and going through all this stuff. Yeah, so, like yeah. we all come to this p- place of like leaving faith or different um things that we're learning and it's like we come to that decision uh, for different reasons and then like a lot of people go off in different directions from there as well but there's so many ways in which we can relate relate to each other and like ways that we're growing because of those experiences that are like shared experiences and and also yeah not everybody processes it the same and uh heads off in the exact same direction from it but um it's been a really great great way to connect with people and relate to people yeah yeah i think that's so important to name that how we can all we all go through our different experiences with deconstructing even though we're all moving in the same direction so right well anyway jeremiah why why don't you jump in and introduce yourself to all of the listeners and just give a short little bio of who you are and and just your journey before we dive in yeah thank you um yeah my name is jeremiah i am a father of three and grew up in omaha in a uh, evangelical christian home with three sisters of the oldest uh, so not as big as your guys' family, but um, still uh, a very lively house. And uh, in church, at least Wednesdays and Sundays, and uh, just kind of grew up in that environment. Went to public school from kindergarten through second grade, and then homeschooled for third grade. And they got me into the Christian school from fourth grade to eighth grade. Um, so kind of again like everything was centered around that faith and um it was just kind of our world um i did go to public school for high school which is very interesting kind of like the first time um being out of the christian bubble and um it was a culture shock for sure it was like the first few days being there. It was like, well, people cuss a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was kind of funny, but um, there was a lot of ways in which I was sheltered before that that like didn't help once I was then in high school and stuff. But um, still, uh, everything kind of uh, was still around that Christian bubble as much as it could be like I didn't do any extracurriculars at school like I stuck with like youth group and like I helped run the soundboard and youth group and um, got involved in the youth choir in junior high and high school that we had it was a big like mega church that we went to starting in junior high and um, 
like Southern Baptist Convention megachurch. Um, and so um, just very involved in, in that. And um, I had been interested in radio and um, listening to the Christian radio station all the time, very much into music. When I was a senior in high school, I had like made a little concert commercial on my computer one night or one day. And um, it was for a real concert, but I was just kind of messing around like, I think I can use this Microsoft sound program and cut up the pieces of the songs and record my voice in there and kind of put it together. And uh, it was for a Reliant K concert, actually. And um, and so I sent it to the guy that did the Christian rock show on Saturday nights. And he was like, that's not bad. I might actually use it on my show. And and if you don't mind, I, I told the the program director at the Christian radio station there about you. So he might contact you. And um, so he asked me to, I heard from the program manager then, and he asked me to, um, if I wanted to come down and shadow and kind of check out um, how things were at the radio station since I he knew I was interested. And so, of course, I jumped at that opportunity. It was kind of one of those things. I never thought that it would actually happen it was like do like a career study in high school and um it's like i want to do radio broadcasting i want to be a dj and uh it's like limited <laughs> opportunities uh low pay i'm like okay well, that doesn't sound great um it's like doesn't pay well and you're lucky to even get a job in in that kind of career but it would be really cool but um so I did, you know, once I shadowed a few times and the program director could see how interested I was in it and that kind of thing. Um, I mean, they just started me out with like a part-time three hours a week on Saturday mornings to kind of get me uh, just a little bit of like what it would be like. There was even, um, at the time, the Christian college ran it and uh like it was a mix of programs and music and so there's only like a half hour of music and then like just managing the programs as they ran and that kind of thing recording the weather forecast and and that kind of thing but um but i loved it and i went to school for it then at that school at that college there in town and um got my degree in radio broadcasting and um then you know worked 12 years full-time in radio in the midst of that though like um you know eventually i uh got married and um was started to have kids and um i was needing to like get a second job um since it yeah it, it, it was around the recession too so like they cut our pay and uh like it was just very hard to get by on my salary at the radio station and so i wasn't home much but it was like so important to me because it was my dream job and um but it, you know eventually that just wasn't working for our family and 
my wife was uh, telling me that, uh, you know, we just, it's really like something has to change. Like we can't just keep going on like this. And um, so I was, I was like, okay, I, and, you know, I see what you're saying. It's not really the, how much I'm having to work and that kind of thing. And, and things aren't progressing in radio as far as making things easier for us. So I was like, let's try one last thing in radio. And so I moved us to Nashville and um, took a job there at a radio station with like a promotion. And um, it ended up being um, better pay, but then there the hours were just about like I was working two jobs still. And so it was very, um, it wasn't really what we were looking for and the job didn't work out anyway. And so we moved back to Nebraska and the radio station there wasn't taking me back and stuff. So I was kind of done with radio at that point. And that was an outstanding, like, I'm so happy that that happened. Like I, um, in one of my part-time jobs that I had worked while I was in um, Omaha at the radio station, I, I worked this part-time job at a call center and one of the guys left and went to this other company and was like, hey, if you ever need a job, um, I'm going over to this place. It's really great. And um, it's like a insurance um, contact center type thing. But like there's really it's a really good place. So if you're ever looking for a job, um, hit me up. So I did. And that's where I ended up working. And um, they were very and that's where I still work. They were very intentional about, um, like having a very diverse workplace. And that was, um, just, I think, and this was all, all right around 2016 as well. Like a lot of things were happening, all this change, change in our country. And then like, you know, exiting Christian radio then as well. Like this was like the first full-time job that I had had that hadn't been in a Christian workplace. Um, and the people that I got to know in my job were just really great to work with. And like, we're helping people with like understanding um, their prescription insurance and um so it's like feel like we're helping people and like there's people from different faiths and ages and ethnicities and it was so much different than what i had been around being in the church and in christian spaces for my whole life until then basically you know um I had gotten little batches at high school and at, at my part-time jobs, but um, 
to really work with people all day, every day that um, were so different than what I had experienced before, yet they were great people. And I could see that, like, what I had been told, like, as far as, like, there was such a um, us versus them mindset in Christianity um, and in the church growing up that, like, we're, we have found the truth, you know, we, ha we have the answers and everybody else out there is just lost and they're uh, just having a horrible time and, uh, like, they've got this God-shaped hole in their heart that no one else can fill but Jesus and it was just um, so interesting, like, discovering like these people are happy and they're doing things their own way and it's working for people a lot of different ways and I love getting to know these people so like that was very um, instrumental in seeing that maybe what I've been taught growing up like how could I be so sure that it is um, like the only way and and that um, the way that people were experiencing the world um, that weren't in my faith was different than what I had thought. I would say that though, as time went on, you know, we as we um, added to our kids list and got up to three, like things got crazy, and as we were seeing um, the kind of Christians we didn't line align with that were um, supporting Trump and and that kind of thing, like. Okay, we're we're not that, and I I think just really started to ask a lot of questions. The more I got to know people um, at my job, and um, I think of course like I started listening to some podcasts. I had listened to one podcast for a long time, like. Um, from relevant magazine and they're still like a christian organization and that kind of thing but it's like they had on guests from the whole spectrum of christianity and i think that that was important for me to hear like from um like different ideas of how like different people in interpret things and in, like more progressive um Christians that are more focused on like serving others and loving people um, no matter who they are and that kind of thing and um, and just um, I think seeing that um, each each different denomination comes to the Bible and they interpret it and they come out with a different conclusion I, th I think that I started to see that more and more, the more voices I started to hear from and a few books that I had read. I'm not a huge reader, but I did pick up some books from some of these um, voices I was hearing from on the podcast. And um, it was like, I don't know that I can be that sure of that what I grew up believing is truth 
Like we just at our church believe that we've figured it out, but everybody else is kind of in that place too. And so I think for me, it really started with like, I can't be a hundred percent or 80%. Like I don't really know how sure I am anymore that, um, this is true. And, um, so I think I, you know, we started going to church less and less and it didn't feel horrible. And then the times it would go to church just felt more and more out of place. And we moved to North Dakota in, um, the summer of 2020. And, um, just it was like something where it was like there were family friends that my wife uh, had grown up with and they were in, in North Dakota we were visiting them every summer and liked being around them a lot and it was like would it be great if we like what if we just went up and lived up there and um, we could make that happen if we if we want to so we we did make that happen there was a lot of stuff going on which i'll probably get into but um you know we we made that decision together and felt good about it and we moved um after we moved to north dakota shortly after we started having conversations um about where our relationship was going and marriage was not ultimately working and kind of discovering that we were just more like friends um and you know there were um things that that i had uh kind of done um to cause there to be more of a lack of trust and that kind of thing and to, for it to just kind of morph like there were a lot of factors of like uh, some of it just being the time that I wasn't there and the time that I devoted towards my my dream job and and that kind of thing and I think it was a lot of years of having um more of a letting life come to me approach and letting others make decisions for me approach and what I thought people would want from me what I thought would people would make me happy and really living in a, a constant fear mindset and um, I feel like that's something that I can tie back to theology now, like just, um, as far as like, even like purity culture stuff, like, you know, I talked about how like sheltered I was growing up in my Christian spaces, but yet we would hear um in church and stuff that like you know you you got you gotta 
make sure that you know you find a a woman and you know you you might want to do certain things and and like um like that you you got to really trust in the holy spirit because you're not going to have the strength on your own to do the do the right things and it was like um there was no trust that you could have in yourself it was like you can't trust your flesh you can't trust your your own self because like it's it's evil basically you know and and yeah. like there's t constant temptation and like um so i really had a lot of anxiety too that grew and grew and grew and like i um eventually like it was affecting me in a way that um it was crippling me um in it was affecting my relationship with my wife um and so like i did go to like a christian counselor like in 2016 I think it was, yeah, around then or 2014, something like that. And, like, they had some good things that helped me some and gave me a little bit better perspective. Um, but ultimately, like, um, I feel like the more I let myself just let go of um what my re religion of my youth was and like the more i just started to feel like i could start to trust myself and like have self-love you know like the anxiety got a lot easier and you know i'll say too like a lot of these realizations about like self-love and like being able to be the one in charge of my life and I get to run it like it doesn't have to be where I just kind of bounce around on wherever life leads like I can make decisions for me and decide what I want to do and um you know even like invasive thoughts and like things that I would worry about and be anxious about, like, about who I am and, like, my horrible person and different things like that, like, I can decide who I am and, um, that kind of thing. Like, I didn't start to have a lot of those bigger periods of growth until, um, I realized that my marriage was going to end. And it was like, it was a big moment because I was not something I ever imagined was going to happen. And, you know, I think I, the way I was operating, it was like, I'd already always had somebody else to like help make decisions for me. And I don't know, that, that sounds 
dumb to say, but like that's where I was at. Like I was not really living my own life in a lot of ways, and I like, um, you know, I, she was reading a, a book at the time, Codependency No More, and I read the book as well. I was like, we're both kind of uh, seeing ways in which we've been codependent with each other. And, um, um, there's ways in which it's going to be good for us to like find ourselves and like, what is it that our own individuals are all about? And, um, so like, it's a, like as amicable as a split, just about as you could have and so that sounds like weird to somebody like if you're get along and you're friends like why would you get divorced but like it's like been a good thing for both of us and like for like financial reasons and different things like that like we still live in the same place but we have separate rooms and and that kind of thing but like we're still good friends and parent our kids together and stuff but like until like I knew that it was gonna eventually just be me like I felt I think I was just too comfortable to really make a lot of these big realizations so um and then I guess you know around that a little bit after that like um I got on TikTok and eventually found the deconstruction corner of TikTok and like that's been really good like even though being away from my faith in some ways like it's been years since I've kind of officially walked away but like to hear reasons why other people left and like different theology that didn't make sense and different like ways in which it was negatively affect, affecting me but I didn't realize it until people bring it up different those different ways like it's been good to really um continue to process that and um and that kind of thing. I feel like your experience that you had, you know, with your wife, it's a little bit different from the experience I had with my ex-husband, but you know, mm -hmm. it's like he and I get along really well now. And it's, I, I, I resonate with what you said where like, you know, it's kind of unconventional a little bit. And I, I mm -hmm. still get people that are shocked when, when they see, you know, like my ex-husband and I co-parenting and interacting and they're like, wait, you guys were married? Like, you guys don't hate each other? And it's like, yeah. oh, no, it's 2022, the modern family, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I definitely, like, being on the other side of that, I definitely, like, before that happened, I thought of divorce in a totally different way and people that had been divorced you know it was like something I totally don't have judgment for now like there's a lot of reasons why it might not work out for people anymore and that's okay like I even feel like I wonder about people sometimes like like is what you guys have together 
the healthiest thing it could be for you. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, that's but really just... that's really thought provoking. Wow. Yeah. Because you know, because discovering that like codependent type thing that her and I had, and and that kind of thing, and like how much we've been able to grow since uh, deciding to get divorced and that kind of thing is like it's been a good thing for us and we didn't even have I mean, we we got along well and that kind of thing but you know there were certain ways in which uh you know we ultimately knew that um in the future somebody else could meet our own needs better um and be all in that kind of thing but it's I I have a lot of um, questions about like what what does that look like in the future and what do you know relation like friendships are redefined and like what can friendships look um, um, like in my life and like it's been really good even to like just embrace purely getting to know people. Um, I think even in the Christian culture, growing up and stuff, a lot of the times it's like if you're going to be friends with somebody that's not a Christian, like you have to have an agenda to like bring them to the Lord eventually or something like that. And like it's not <laughs> oh pure, <laughs> it's not pure friendship either. That's not a pure relationship. So um, like authenticity and genuineness, like I just want to just get to know people and um appreciate all of our differences and the different ideas that we all have and um and that kind of thing but how, how do you feel like your relationship with your children or I guess how has it been raising your children um in the household that you guys have now has like has it been difficult or how was it how was the adjustment um, in a lot of ways, like we were able to tell them, like, not a whole lot is changing right away. And like, we still are good friends, like we were before, like, we won't be married. And maybe eventually mom will have a boyfriend or dad will have a girlfriend or something like that. But like, we're still your parents. And, you know, I, I think um the older they are the more you know um maybe changes maybe a little bit harder on them and there's more questions and that kind of thing um so like our oldest was kind of very resistant like but you why would you guys do that and like i want you guys to be together forever and that kind of thing yeah. but um um, I think still, though, like, we were just very open with them, like, that, um, you know, you, you would want us to both be as happy as we can be, right? And, like, um, just things like this happen sometimes, and it's for the best, and, like, we're still friends, and so... Um, I think that, um, you know, they're, they're used to it by now and, 
used to the idea that someday they'll trade off weeks with us and and that yeah. kind of thing and um but uh yeah and how, how was it for them when you started to deconstruct from uh the religion because i'm assuming you probably yeah. <laughs> i'm assuming you probably raised your children in the religion so what was it mm -hmm. like for them to just be like oh never mind <laughs> Yeah. Well, and for your and for their mom too. I'm curious to hear how that evolved. Like with both your children yeah. yes. and their mom, like when you decided to deconstruct. Yeah, thankfully like I'll start with that part first because like thankfully it's not something where she's a still a Christian or something like that. Like we um I think that she majorly started to ask questions maybe a little bit earlier. Um she had her brother closest in age to her um pass away. Um, like after we had gotten engaged and that really um, shook her like to the core and like what do I um, what do I believe and um, I would say she still you know still tried to have faith for years after that and, and that kind of thing but I think um really like 2016 was certainly like um propelled a lot of things and um I think the more um I mean just less and less we were wanting to go to church and that kind of thing and um she progressed in uh the deconstruction faster than I did at times, but we were kind of, we were having those conversations together. So like, um, at the point where she was like, I don't think I believe that the Bible is true anymore. I'm like, all of it? Or like, I mean, like, I think Jesus was pretty cool. And like, <laughs> I mean, oh, we could just throw out the whole thing. Like, we, I don't know about that, but, um, so like we had conversations like that and uh yeah we eventually really for the most part came to the to the same point like um you know as as she probably does has like more she does like more consistent like spiritual practices now um and i like she'll she'll do like card readings and that kind of thing and like I um really when she's done them for me they usually really resonate for me and I see like um ways in which there's like direction and and can help me at least like be introspective and look at different things for myself that um i should look at a little bit differently and with a different perspective but yeah like it was good to like be ha have somebody who you're close to that is kind of um in that same process along with you and as far as the kids um so they're like 11 8 and 5 now so each of them has had a very different experience like the oldest one started out going to church on 
Sundays and a lot of Wednesdays too once they got into like around school age and we're going to like Awana and started learning memory verses at church and stuff and and vacation Bible schools and that kind of thing but um good old I've, VBS yeah good old VBS <laughs> um but uh I think that I think that you know the the oldest which was you know he had had the most exposure to it like for one church um was less and less cool like I don't know they were they were okay if we didn't go to church a lot of times and that kind of thing and I think that even with how young they were like they even like the 2016 stuff 2016 stuff was affecting them too like they could see like how Trump was not being very nice to people and we would explain in kind of in easy terms like here's what um, people are experiencing because of different policies and that kind of thing and like a lot of like our Christian family and that kind of thing like they really support him but we weren't this is this wouldn't be right and I don't know why they think that um, that that is something that they should support as Christians or that that's uh, like the Christian thing to do or support um, so that did like even now like <laughs> I heard my uh, five-year-old talking to some kid on the PlayStation the other day I was like my grandpa likes Donald Trump can you believe that <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm like Such oh I wonder what the other kid's feelings were they probably didn't ha have any feelings maybe about that but um, like, be careful who you're telling that to, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, I, then the youngest, like, barely had any exposure to church and that kind of thing, and, um, I mean, now they all, you know, we're a cussing family and <laughs> that kind of thing, and, but, um, um, it's, it's interesting, like, occasionally, like, uh, we've heard from time to time, like, well, I think maybe I still believe that there's a God or different things like that. And I mean, we don't tell them that they shouldn't believe that necessarily, you know. So um, it's. Um, but I think we've we've explained when they um, have asked us what we thought or why we don't go to church anymore like we explain how we kind of feel about things and, and that kind of thing um so yeah i i they're none of them are begging to go to church or anything but um um i think that we kind of just kind of stopped going to church as much and um the bedtime prayers eventually stopped and they were okay with that and um it was kind of a as we gradually phased it out of our lives it was phased out of theirs too and it wasn't a overnight thing and uh so i suppose that that 
that helped them with it being gradual. So where are you at now spiritually? Like, do you identify more as atheist? Are you are you spiritual? Are you agnostic? Yeah, like, I mean... Where's kind of your headspace and your heart at now? Yeah, I definitely would have solidly said, like, agnostic before um, kind of finding the community on TikTok. Um, in a lot of ways, I still would say I just am straight up like agnostic but also like I see a lot of like I think a lot of points about uh, like atheistic points um, resonate with me um, you know as far as like you know I mentioned like the card readings and that kind of thing like I am open and it's interesting to me like I also have a friend that I went to college with that like is like a psychic medium now and like she goes on the radio once a week and like people call in and like it's like how does she know these different things about what these people are asking her about or people that they know and like she can tell them certain things and like I don't know like it seems like there's maybe some supernatural things out there but i don't know maybe i i am okay with not knowing basically ultimately like maybe there's elements of all the religions that there's a god over them all or you know maybe you know probably nobody has it right if there is a god and also it's possible that there's a god and he is not all good um and that kind of thing like i'm open to that and it's very possible as well that there is no god or that there's like a um like a force and that we're all connected as humans in in different ways like um it's something that's still very interesting to me all of those kind of conversations so we've talked before about how just to add to that but there's such a peace in no such a peace in not knowing and mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. for, for me it was like within like a year that i like really realized that the catholic faith was absolutely not for me and then a weird awkward phase and then like for me to go more into spirituality and it's like like I had a similar experience as you where I started to find like a lot more self-love and like my anxieties were going away because I wasn't constantly like 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 the hell fear that went yeah. away <laughs> right um yeah and then it, at a point now it's like okay well you know I, I've done a lot of like research and taken college courses on world religions and it's just like i'm just kind of at a point where i'm like i don't fucking know and right. you don't know nobody knows like the fucking pope doesn't know <laughs> yeah and there's such a peace in not knowing and just accepting mm -hmm. that we don't know and we have like um i find more peace now like i would say this is probably it could be considered spiritual you know but like um, 
just learning like mindfulness stuff and like yeah um doing like my guided meditations and stuff and even like uh like breath work and stuff mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. is like peace better than i experienced at any time from my religion you know and yes absolutely um, i feel like it's so accessible and um to know that that is there like um it's so wonderful (laughs) like to have a day that is feeling really anxious and knowing that i am able to um find things that bring me back to like the grounded centered like calm space inside me and that's um when i get to that place i feel like i can trust that person i can trust myself and i feel um really good about what i can do from that place yes it feels better than being high that's the way i put it (laughs) i look down at my arm high sensation i have this tattoo that is i know the podcast listeners can't hear see it but um like the um interlocking triangles are for um balance like the middle is balance and then the roots underneath being grounded and being in a centered place like oh i love that my whole life i've seen like the importance of balance and like the extremes one way to the other and how do we find balance um so i'm when i got this only tattoo i've had well i'm like that's never going away i've always seen the importance of balance and then now too to like discover this grounded and centered and peaceful place that i can get to um that i wanted to to incorporate those two things on my wrist um and i'm grateful i can look down at those and those be a reminder to me that it's kind of like i'm all right you know yeah well now you have balance forever yeah (laughs) whether you like it or not (laughs) (laughs) 10 years from now (laughs) um yeah i don't know if you guys have more questions or like i like put together like a list of different things i'm learning and unlearning like because i'm like all the different the different i i was i I was just about to ask the different points (laughs) because i know you and i talked earlier about it like we talked about a little bit earlier about like when you sit down and you reflect back on like who you used to be as a person and the ways you used to think and then like make a list of all the ways you've changed like it's so empowering to look at that it is like this list got a lot longer than i realized like and to think that a lot of these have been um just since deconstructing or whatever and then since uh the past year year and a half like when the relationship changed with my wife and now ex-wife and i put down that i am unlearning purity culture 
toxic masculinity, the patriarchy. It's like you guys have had a lot of those conversations on this podcast, but it's like I'm even real realizing more and more like the ways in which um it's like when I walked into the marriage, it's like, well, I'm not gonna be like my dad in such these different areas, but then I'm like, wow, I can look back and see different ways in which I've had to grow out of uh, ways in which that was negatively affecting me and my perspective. Um, the culture of fear, um, unlearning, letting others make decisions for me, um, unlearning the us versus them mentality and just being judgmental in general, unlearning irresponsibility and learning like just to be responsible for myself and my own um things that are um tasked to me and that I have to take care of um when it's just me and uh there's nobody else to remind me or get on me about different things um doing things the way I would want them to be done and then like unlearning everything being black and white the existence of nuance and just about everything um and i think that that was part of what started to really break up when i was talking about what i was seeing in my workplace when i first got there and um it's like in in the religion it was like everything this is right this is wrong there's no way around it um people have to be this certain way and live up to this certain standard the bible says this you know they and to actually i think the ability to have nuance in a lot of things is the ability to process things on yourself and trust that you can come to a good conclusion that's good for you and good for others um and then i'm learning to be comfortable by myself um that i think i've kind of touched on that a little bit but like i've you know discovered more and more how much i like times that i can be by myself and appreciate that time and um, it makes me wonder sometimes, like, uh, what will I want from a partner in the future and how, how much will I want to be around them versus deciding what I do with my time. And th I mean, maybe some of that's just, uh, needing some of this in a specific phase of life, but, um, uh, it's just very, I think that that even is something that growing up in the church is like, there's this nuclear family, you grow up, you find a wife, and you have a family, and then your family grows up, and whatever, like, it's like, just, there's a standard plan for what people do with their lives, and you should just do that, and that is very not, there's, that's not, it's not a one-size-fits-all for life and a life plan for people and it just doesn't work out for people that way anyway so um 
then uh, learning to be fully present um, is a constant. Um, that's something that I'm continuing to learn. Intentional living. Um, getting to that grounded, centered, peaceful place. Learning to trust myself. Learning not to be defensive and listen a lot more. Um, and I think I maybe tie that in a little bit with that as I learned not to judge others as much, I was able, it kind of goes a little hand in hand with not judging myself as much and um, so maybe some more of the judging myself less maybe came more with the more I was able to love myself more and um, feel good about myself and start to actually trust myself a little bit more but it's easier not to be defensive when um, you are not uh, being so hard on yourself I put on here learning what do friendships look like what do relationships look like um, self-awareness I just have such more so much more self-awareness and that's like something um, my ex-wife and I have talked some about like that we learned a lot through the time that we had together in our relationship like I think about as far as if I hadn't been with her, the lessons that I wouldn't have learned and just the ways in which I can operate as an individual now, I just had no self-awareness uh, or way to operate like that if I hadn't met her, you know, if I had just stayed single in my 20s and in my early 20s and um so it was like if if there was a a do-over it's like i don't know i don't in some ways don't want to say everything happens for a reason i don't know if i can say that because there's a lot of instances in which just shitty things happen and uh, there's not a good reason for them, but, um, also, like, in this instance, like, I can see the ways in which I learned the lessons that I needed to when I needed to learn them, <laughs> and it, there's still pain connected throughout the process, but, like, a lot of lessons I've learned couldn't have been learned for me any other way than um, kind of try and fail and learn them when I'm ready to learn them. And then just have a couple more um, to be learning to be confident in where I am on the gender identity spectrum. Um, I wanted to touch on that a little bit just because I feel like um, growing up with three sisters, 
and even like it was hard for me to connect with my dad growing up in some ways because like he was more like let's go fishing and camping and fix up the cars and work on fixing up the house and different things like that and I was like I would rather like be on the computer and listen to music and um like sure like I'll watch sports with you but I felt I felt like a lot of the things that were like the more manly things growing up I just didn't connect as much with and um more of a just gentle and uh, like I've never had a been in a fight with anybody or like a fist fight or anything you know like I'm not that that I I think some of those things are like toxic male toxic man masculinity type things of like I don't meet those requirements or whatever and um but I like a more um emotional and different things like that and like I wouldn't I think this at this point say that I'm non-binary or anything like that but I have just like come to this place where I am more just comfortable that who I am is exactly fine like I don't have to be any certain way as a man to be a man, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. And that, I mean, that is in a sense breaking the binary, right? It's like yeah. it's like kicking to the curve the stereotypes of oh, if I have male anatomy, I'm supposed to act this certain way and behave in these certain ways, and mm-hmm. same thing for female anatomy. And it's sort of like oh no, like I am allowed to just be me. I'm allowed to move through the world in what feels the most authentic to me. Fuck whatever you know, uh, gender norms tell me I should be doing. Yeah, and so yeah, and I think it's been easier for me to um have that attitude as well just of course the more i've deconstructed and that kind of thing but also um my eight-year-old child is you know came out as non-binary about a year ago and that is like their full story is theirs to tell but like it's not something that um we really had a big influence over is just who they are and they're totally comfortable with who they are and you know they changed their name and their pronouns and um, proudly um, that's who they are at school and everywhere and um, I could see that that was helpful so much for them to not try to um, fit in um to a specific gender and um so i'm so proud of them and um you know the more conversations that um have been had on the subject like i am so glad that we don't have to stick to any certain like gender norm 
and we don't have to be any certain way um, because of our anatomy or what um, a piece of paper says our gender is. So um, I think, so that's another something I've been learning and grateful for to kind of ad have additional peace within yourself. And I guess the last thing that I put down here is learning is balance. And that's a constant thing in life, I would say. I think that like the points that you talked about balance and nuance as well, breaking out of the black mm -hmm. and white thinking, I think that's those concepts and, and the way you process that I think is really what drew me to your TikTok when I when we got connected on TikTok. I mm -hmm. think you really have this beautiful way of of um, looking at paradoxal things and being able to see the nuance in that and find the, the space, the balance point, point between it all. So that's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So was there anything else that you wanted to share with us today? I really love the list that you <laughs> wrote down. That's like, <laughs> I think for people too, that are like, that are like just leaving religion or are still in it. I mean, it's so, I think it's so inspiring to be able to see like, this is what it looks like down the road. These are the things that you are now free to be able to think about and work on yeah. and explore. Yeah. And it's like some, somebody that was new to deconstructing asked me a little while ago, like, how do you, how do you feel like, you know, what's right and wrong anymore for you, you know? And, um, even that it, I, I feel like it's okay. Like, there's not as much pressure in some ways to um, get get the right decision, even even as far as making decisions in life. Like, you can decide to go a certain way, and if it doesn't work out, it was a learning experience, and that can apply to a lot of things as far as um, decisions that we make for ourselves, and um, we can think about, is that something that's going to um be helpful or hurtful for us and certainly like factoring in as well is it going to be um deciding not to do things that would be hurtful for somebody else um you know sometimes even there's nuance with that as far as like setting up boundaries for yourself that may feel hurtful to somebody else but ultimately are good for you and give you the space that you need um when it comes to family relationships and, and different things like that. Um, but um, it's like you at this point really get to um, ask yourself and make decisions based on what you feel like um, is best for you, what you want to do, and um, what you can see the reper repercussions of that would be for you and other people around you and just making the best decisions you can um, based on that. And sometimes it's not going to work out and you'll learn from it. Um, but um, I would, that reminds me for some reason, maybe this is off topic, but um, I feel like um, 
um, as far as like something that was very um, a big factor um, of something that like in the Christian culture and in the church of course like they do not do a good job of um, preparing people um, as far as um, sex and sexuality and um, it's like there's no when all of it before marriage is so like off limits and bad like there was no way to really explore that or know anything about it really until you're in a marriage and then you're like okay I guess this is good now and we got to figure this out and like it doesn't really set you up for a good a lot of good ex experiences that way um and so um it's like I can see how we've talked about before like how we would have benefited from some of those things not being off limits before we got married and um it's like even now after uh marriage and after deconstructing like even finding out what a lot of that is like for me in a space where it's okay um and um to be able to explore what desires are like and different things like that um but um i won't get too much into that but i just felt like that was something i also wanted to to mention um as something that was it's like a major part of life that is so mistreated by religion in general i would say um and there's um, a lot of benefit from exploring that side of yourself when you and when it's been something that's been like off limits and bad. So, yeah, I felt like that, like that too. Like it, it's like we're told our whole lives, like don't think about sex, don't talk mm -hmm. about sex, like it's forbidden. And then you're supposed to just get married, and like the switch is supposed to just flip, and all yeah. that conditioning from all of your formative years just poof gone. And um, you know, my ex-wife, she didn't really grow up in the same kind of Christian bubble that I did. And so, like, even, um, even, like, uh, what kind of fantasies do you have or anything like that? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I have never allowed myself to go there. Um, and... I don't think that, you know, that was, I mean, I just appreciate that that's a freedom that I should have had, you know, and I didn't know much about that side of myself at all. And um, so there's a lot of freedom in being able to um, unlearn the beliefs you had growing up and um, discovering what works for you now and benefiting from those around you, um, but finding what um, ultimately 
works for you. So. Yeah, I think that was really well put. I know Agnes and I can both relate to like everything you said. I think everyone I know that's deconstructed from religion has dealt with that, you know, mm-hmm. just dealt with all of that in their own way. Yeah. Well, should we get on to some fun questions? or We can do that unless there's anything okay. else. Yeah. Agnes, anything on your end? Nope. Let's dive into the fun questions. My favorite okay. part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fun questions. So, Jeremiah, the first one is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? I do think I know that it would be flying. Um, I think that it would just be, I assume that with flying that you get to fly fast. So, getting to just get somewhere else <laughs> in the world very fast I, I think that that would be very exciting. I think that I um, am an adventurer and I didn't mention yet, but like we plan to like move to Europe in the future and like just see more of the world. Haven't been off of this continent yet. Haven't even like on a, on a vacation in Europe, but like once we're there, we get to see a lot of places, you know? Um, so I think that that, is in me to like experience a lot and see a lot and so i think that i would even connect that in with my superpower to be able to uh get to a different location very quickly <laughs> sounds like it's a convenience thing that's very appealing <laughs> i mean so maybe teleportation could be my superpower too <laughs> yeah all right the next one what is your favorite comfort food Probably pizza. I had a feeling you were going to say that. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're psychic, <laughs> Agnes. <Yeah. laughs> and I, I'm like, I could eat a different places pizza every single day of the week. But yeah. Um, What's your favorite kind of pizza? Probably like a meat lovers. Also, pepperoni's good too, but just like. Give me all the meats on the pizza. <laughs> Don't say that to Agnes. She's I was going to say, oh my God. Uh, I'm sure at least one of you are vegan, but. So yeah. is there a certain like pizza place you like too? I, I love pizza, so I have to yeah, ask all um, the questions. There's a chain. I think it's mostly Midwest. We don't really have it here, but it's Godfather's Pizza. Um, so you guys probably have never heard of it, but. Nope. Um, no. So that's probably probably still my favorite pizza um but you know we had little caesars last night and i'm even down with that that was pretty good um and i'll take a papa john's i'll take (laughs) (laughs) so no yeah i i am not too picky when it comes to the pizza but yeah so our next question is, what's giving you the most joy in your life right now? Um, I think it's, you know, it's all this learning and it's just um, being um, open to new friends and all of these um, good conversations on TikTok and um, just... Uh, just how new all of this still is. Um, and it's frustrating sometimes, like certain things that you would uh, wish you were learning faster and 
that kind of thing and um but yeah i i think that um the connections genuine connections with people on substantive stuff that we're all learning that are beneficial for us is definitely giving me life Mm, that's beautiful all right the last one the one we've all been preparing for what three songs elicit the strongest emotions from you the first one i'm going to mention is um by a band i think it's just an artist it's a guy um sleeping at last the song is called seven it is my enneagram number i don't know if you guys have know about the enneagram oh but enneagram yeah. i do yeah so so he made a whole album sleeping at last did on the enneagram numbers so like this seven song talks about trying everything and um i'm restless for whatever comes next i feel like i can really just relate to that like i want to try everything i want to do everything i'm always looking forward to like the next big thing um and yet like slowing down and being totally present in the moment is like harder i think in the song he says like i want to but i want to be here truly be here to watch the ones that i love bloom and i want to make room to love them through and through and through and um through the slow and barren seasons too i feel hope deep in my bones that tomorrow will be beautiful and i'm ready for whatever comes next um so i that song really resonates for me and um really brings a lot of emotions in me and then the next one is demi lovato's give your heart a break oh my gosh i haven't heard that song in so yeah. long it's such a good and song i i still feel like um it elicits emotion for me now but it really did when i feel like i was um under just all like the purity culture and the pressures when i would hear from my wife and stuff like i believe you're a good man or different things like that like so it was like letting love in and just i i think i really connected to that line of like being afraid i would make a mistake just with that fear mindset i had and wanting to make god happy wanted to wanting to make the people in my life happy not wanting to mess things up for myself it's a scary world and you just fall into sin <laughs> i think that um in some ways like this still comes to mind on songs that elicit emotion but i can look on this song now and see how far i've come and that i am so much stronger than the person that's being comforted in this song and the person that i was when 
this song would like make me cry and then like the third song isn't necessarily a song but um like talking about getting to those um quiet grounded centered places and like playlists of like miracle tones on spotify like suffragio um frequencies and it's just uh you know like gentle chords and that kind of thing that i feel like i can i can turn on a playlist of that and it just really i feel uh, different when i listen to it you know um so like when i'm feeling anxious i can turn on the miracle tones playlist and just it i don't know if it's really like the specific chords and different things like that like they say or if it's just um the peacefulness of no percussion just gentle relaxing music um seeing how that can help me get to a calm space within myself i appreciate that and wanted to put that on my list as well yeah, thank you for sharing. I I'm a musician, so I always like I love to know like the songs that really like speak to people. Not favorite songs because yeah. that's too hard. Like I feel like if someone asked me my favorite song, I'd be like, okay, that's too broad. But like the songs that like elicit emotions, you know. Yeah, I like the way that you asked that question. Well, let's jump into the gratitude prompt, um, Jeremiah. What are you grateful for today? Um, I am certainly grateful for um i kind of touched on this a second ago but i want to say it again that i'm grateful for um just the people that i've been able to connect with and like the genuine friendships that i've built um after deconstructing and i'm in a much less lonely place than i used to be that's good. And you, Margaret? <laughs> okay. And we already had another podcast earlier today. And we had to do the gratitude props. So now I got to think of something else. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Um, what am I grateful for today? I am grateful that I've actually been eating. We were just talking about pizza. I've been eating really healthy all week. And it's, like, really helping me to just kind of get my body in a better place so that I can kick off this terrible stage of depression I've been going through so I'm grateful that I'm finally like through the foggy days and I'm starting to actually feel good in my body again so that's what I'm grateful for yay <laughs> how about you Agnes what are you grateful for today I am grateful for the weekend because today's Saturday and I got to just be at home all day and I didn't have to socialize <laughs> except with you guys I mean socialize <laughs> with anyone in real life <laughs> Yeah, that takes a whole other level of energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jeremiah. This was amazing. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys and your podcast. It's like every week, it's like stuff that I've been learning about. One, well, sometimes it's stuff I haven't been thinking about, and I appreciate Aww, it. Thanks. So. Thank you. We believe in the power of taking even one minute a day. 
to breathe and find gratitude in the little things. Wherever you are, if you are able, close your eyes, take a deep breath in and out, and reflect on something that you are grateful for today. We are so honored that you could join us in this discussion today, and we hope you have a beautiful week. If you enjoyed today's Unrefined Woman podcast episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. To check out other episodes, please visit our website at unrefinedwoman.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. To stay in the loop and receive access to additional content, please follow us on TikTok, username unrefinedwoman, and on Instagram at unrefinedwomanpodcasts. Special thanks to Walter Birdsong for the album cover, Margaret Rainey for our podcast music, Andrew Cioni for our gratitude prompt music, and Sean Butcher for editing and production. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. Agnes is frozen. Okay. Oh, yeah. Am I frozen? No, oh, Agnes, you were Agnes, you were frozen. Yeah, you I were. Know, I heard you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. <sighs> oh, let me pull up Jeremiah's <sighs> intro. Bum bum bum. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. Right. I will. Okay. Podcast voice now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, we have to pause for one second because my child is like outside screaming and I have to go deal with this. (laughs) One moment.